Hey there, this is Calvin, and you're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. You've accessed the Black Talk Radio Show, and we're presenting you with social commentary from an African-American perspective. One thing I have to let you know, though, is that the views and opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this show and others, please log on to KUCI.org. Okay, how you guys doing? I'm waiting on a call. There's a young lady, Kamasia Bell, who's uh, supposed to be calling me from Chicago. Uh, I have yet to receive that call. Hopefully it's going to come through in just a minute uh, or a second or whatever. Um, but <laughs> while we're waiting, um, I just want to let you guys know that we got a got an exciting program for you today. Um, I'm going to read to you what I put on the website in regard to Kamasia. And when she calls in, you'll already know a little bit about her. And what it says is that KUCI 88.9 FM's Black Talk radio show is requesting your presence on Wednesday, May 13th, 2015. And you know what? Kamasia is calling right now, you guys. So just hold on. KUCI. Hi, is this yes, it is. This Kamasia. Yes. Okay, just hold on just a minute, okay? Okay, you guys, uh, I guess you heard that is her, uh, and I'm go not going to finish. I'm going to just put her on right now. So, Kamasia, how you doing? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing just fine. Uh, what I was doing um, was reading a little bit of, about you, and so I'm going to continue to do that. Um, join us from 5 to 5.30 p.m. as host Calvin Gant talks with Kamasia Bell, second-year student at Ball State University in Muncie, Indiana. His objective is to find out why a young black female seeking to be a positive and extraordinary example for those who come after her purposefully chose to attend the alma mater of David Letterman to help realize her dream. Okay, and so people, you know, because this has already been posted and people are wondering why is it that you chose Ball State University? But I, what I want to start out with is uh, who are you? Who is Kamasia Bell? And, <laughs> <laughs> and how is it that I'm talking to you on the radio? Well, I am a 19-year-old student from the southwest side of Chicago. Uh, I graduated from Mother Macaulay Liberal Arts High School in May of 2014. And um, since I was a child, I always knew that I wanted to be on TV some sort of way. But it wasn't until about my junior year in high school when I realized that I really enjoyed the news Okay. And broadcasting and speaking. I've always done speaking engagements since I was eight. I did my first speaking engagement. And um, when I was going through the application process about colleges between the University of Missouri and Ball State, we're like neck and neck when it comes to journalism. Okay. So I was like, okay, well, let's see. Ball State being closer, I've continued to do research, come to find out David Letterman graduated from Ball State, and they have an amazing 
um, journalism department surrounding David Letterman, um, who he who he is. Uh-huh. They have a David Letterman building, which is where the majority of the journalism and communication classes are. Okay, okay. And so, uh, when you decided that, and you were you say a junior in high school when you made that decision? Yes. Okay. What then? Back then, did you know about David Letterman? Just that he was a, a t um a TV show host that okay. he comes on at night. Uh huh. And that he has his own talk show. Okay. Basically. <laughs> so it, once I seen that he graduated from there, I started to watch his show more, uh-huh. develop an interest, see the type of person that he is, how he talks. Okay. Okay. His own little swagger that he has <laughs> when he gives a radio show. I mean, I'm sorry, a TV show uh-huh. or a broadcast or whatever, his jokes and uh-huh. things of that nature. So it's very cool to see, okay, you're a product of this school that you graduated from, a school that I plan to attend and to also graduate from. Mm-hmm. Let me go on ahead and follow in those footsteps. Okay. So I could get one step closer. Okay. That's amazing because of the fact that um I'm I'm a whole lot older than you, and uh, I feel the same way. My guy was Johnny Carson, um, which was way before your time, but I used to watch his show every, every night. You know, and I was supposed to be in bed because I was like about 11 or 12 years old, and he came <laughs> on at 1030 at night. But I had a room in the basement of, of my mom and daddy's house, and I had a television. So I stayed up, you know, till 12 o'clock midnight watching him. And then it's amazing because once he uh, he left the, the, the television arena, that's who I started listening to. Was I mean, watching was David Letterman. It was just so ironic that you would say David Letterman. I said, wow, she's a woman after my own heart. <laughs> but you know something, Kameja, what I, what, I, what I like to know is why a male rather than a female were you following? Oh, um, because that's how it's just been done. Uh-huh. And history is always started with men. Okay. And then women somewhat, you know, branch off. Because uh-huh. if I wanted to, okay, I guess I could look at, um, Diane Sawyer, maybe. Uh-huh, uh-huh. She, okay, she's good. But then it's like, okay, I want to see how a man does it who's been doing it. And then I want to put myself on his level. I don't want to put myself on a level with another woman because uh-huh. that's already a level a little less than a man. Wow. So when I go to reach my goal, I want to go in the direction of a man since the society, the society is pretty much ran around me and, and by me. And I want to, okay, let me step up here instead of putting myself in a in the category of just being a woman. I'm just a person. Let me just be a person first. And then we can get into gender and race specifics, you know, after that. Just look at who I am as a person kind of thing. Wow. That's that's amazing coming from a 19-year-old. But that's a, that's a lot of wisdom, a lot of wisdom, because you're so absolutely right that, uh, like James Brown said, it's a man's world, you know. But also, we also know we can't do nothing without y'all. So you're doing your role in, in, in what it is that needs to be done, not only in this country, but also in the world. And that's a woman's point of view. What... um. In terms of what you're going to do, uh, preliminary action you're going to take, what are you thinking about doing, like, right now in terms of pursuing your career? Right now, I am probably going to start in my church's media department. Okay. And try to expand from there, whether it be do- doing the vo- voiceover for the announcements uh-huh. or hosting certain events and then 
come kind of work my connections to see who knows exactly what stations. Uh So if someone I know has to connect with NBC or WGN or ABC, okay, let me talk to you and also look up internships that they have to see how they hire students or let students intern so that they Mm -hmm. can get a hands-on experience to see if this is something that they really want to do with their life. Okay, okay. Now, what about where you are right now in in Muncie? Uh, Well, you're not there now. You're in Chicago now. But what about in Muncie? Have you considered doing something there? Yes, um, the school's radio station. Uh-huh. When I go back, I want to definitely get more involved and really get my name out there. I kind of played right. it safe my freshman year, trying uh-huh. to really just focus on grades and whatnot right. and just get acclimated with college. But by the time April hit, I was like, okay, sophomore year, make sure everybody in this David Letterman building knows your name and knows your face. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Wow, that's something. You know, and if, if I might make a suggestion, I think it would be really, really something if you were to put on a little, you know, a, a cute little outfit, you know, nothing hot now. I ain't talking hot. I'm talking cute, <laughs> you know, and, 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 and go to some of the stations that are located in Muncie, Indiana, you know, have a little, you know, a, a little material about yourself, which your objectives are what you're trying to do you know and just get yourself recognized in that city you know because you have no idea what might happen if you just go everywhere every radio station every television station you know and just uh, let people know who you are and then you're exposed and uh, you go to you know ball state you know right there where they are and there's no telling who they might know you know if you start networking right where you are you know like at the radio station and in that particular city you know there's no telling how far you might go with just that you know but I think it's a wonderful idea of you to think about doing something of that nature because that's the only way you're going to get recognized is for people to see you and hear about you you know and you got a an excellent name because Kamasia <laughs> Bell I mean that rings a bell don't <laughs> and so people go, you know so. yeah yeah I, so. yeah I told my mom I said this name has given me trouble my entire life right. but it's going to make me some money <laughs> I one think day. so I think it is I think it is, you know, because when you, uh, you know, I mean, I can just see it now, you know, you presenting the news and your name on the screen. Uh, and that's uh, that's something to, 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 to look at, you know, in terms of understanding how important a name is, because a lot of times when we get these names, we really don't, uh, you know, understand the significance of them. But a name really demonstrates who you are you know when they hear just like you hear like Barbara Walters or Oprah Winfrey you know when you hear that name you know who the person is you know and uh yeah and so you want to definitely live up to that name um so what do you do aside from you know pursuing your career what else do you do well, in high school, I was a cheerleader, and I ran track. I was a cheerleader for two years, and I ran track my senior year, um, all through high school and a little bit through grade school. At my church, I was a part of spoken word, uh-huh. and I would often do um, open mic, not op- yes, open mic, or I would host the teen services. Mm-hmm. I would be one of the mm-hmm. hostesses. Yes, um, you would. <laughs> I dance uh-huh. at church. I've been dancing at church since for about seven years now. Mm-hmm. And then most recently, I have I started working at this um, recreational center in, in Chicago called the Croc, the Croc Center. And I, at the Croc Center, I'm a tour guide. So okay. I'm getting practice every day, all day, speaking to people and telling them about the facility that I work at and things of that nature. My freshman year, I had got an internship at Chicago State mm-hmm. in astrophysics. Oh, my goodness. 
So my sophomore year, I went to Alaska, presented a went to a conference and presented a board about me and this um, starting out as only a seventh grader taking interest in astronomy and mm-hmm. then by my freshman year being able to work with an astrophysicist every day. Right. Started as a summer job and it is now still ongoing to the present. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so I've been to Alaska for a conference. I went to Puerto Rico. Oh my. To take a look at a few telescopes out there. Uh-huh. So I'm pretty much dabbling in everything. Right. But when I'm home and I'm not doing research for my internship, I'm editing my professor's ebook. So I'm doing something involving me in media, me speaking, and me writing. Oh. So whether I'm writing for scientists, whether I'm writing for the news, whether I'm writing for the church, something writing and speaking. That's amazing. That's amazing. Tell me, uh, what is astrophysics? What is that? So astronomy, that's the study of the stars and the galaxy. Uh-huh. And then physics is the makeup. So the makeup of the stars and the galaxy. Okay. What makes what what. Um, you put these two ions together, bam, becomes this. Okay, okay. So it's okay. like the mathematics part mm-hmm. of the universe. Okay, okay. Because, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, like the signs, but you you way beyond that. You know yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> It's astrology and astronomy. Astrology uh-huh. has to do with the zodiac and the constellations. Astronomy has to do with galaxies and stars and mm. star clusters and planets and moons. Right, right, right. And so, how did you get in? How did you get involved in that? Are you and are you thinking about continuing that in you know along with what you're doing in terms of uh, broadcasting? In seventh grade, I was a part of an organization um, under project exploration called Sisters for Science. Okay. And I was watching a show with my dad called The Universe, and I was like, Dad, what is that? I want to be one of those. And it was an astrophysicist. Mm-hmm. So that following Monday when I had the Sisters for Science um, class, I said, can you bring in an astrophysicist? I want to learn more about this. Mm. I asked her in September. By December, she brought somebody in. Okay. And I really hit it off with her. So by June of the following year, she said, well, I have an internship that is opening up. If you would like to work with me this summer. So she introduced me to a lot. I did stargazing where I would take pictures of a star cluster and then I would put different light filters on to see if it was brighter in the infrared or in the blue or in the violet. Mm-hmm. So as I've gotten older and I've done more things, the physics part of it, not so much. Okay. But the astronomy, kind of the history of it and uh-huh. the knowing it, uh-huh. that's the part that I like. Because eventually I want to possibly be on one of those shows narrating. Oh, I got you. I got you. Something, you know, right. going on. We're talking about a, a foreign galaxy or something right. that we don't know much about. Right. Narrating what could possibly be on there. That's something that I really want to do. Possibly writing for scientists. Because scientists being so smart, it's all oftentimes for them to put, hard for them to put things in layman terms. Mm-hmm. So I'd be the one to oh. reiterate for us, not scientists, people. <laughs> like, right. well, that only means that the stars yeah. blow up and it just oh, makes a big sound. Something like that. <laughs> Okay, so you're going to bring it to the neighborhood. That's what yes. you're going to do. That's that's wonderful. You know, I'm just sitting here listening to you, Kameja. Uh, how long you been talking like you talk? Because you can go. I didn't know that. 
<laughs> and I, wait, let me let everybody know that I've been knowing Kameja for a number of years. And because we uh, attended church together in Chicago, uh, shout out to New Life, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and and worked with her uh, in terms of uh, the, the teen identity that, that, you know, that the youth organization that was there and watched her dance and, and just, you know, just the things that she did while she was there. She was always, always an integral part of whatever was going on, but I never got an opportunity to really sit down and talk with her until now. And I am totally amazed <laughs> <laughs> at your ability. So 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 tell us how long have you been talking like this? Since I was about 8. Okay. When I start writing when that's when I first wrote a poem. Uh-huh. Once I started writing poetry, I started to practice how I speak and as I've gotten older, I want to sound a certain way and I want to I want people to feel comfort when they hear me, but I also want you to know exactly what I'm saying and understand mm-hmm. me. Okay. So I definitely practice. I take my time. And then speaking at engagements all the time, you get plenty of practice in front of people. Uh-huh. Always, even if it's as simple as presenting for the group. Okay. I get practice just speaking. Okay. Okay. Now, when you're when you're speaking before people, uh, what happens prior to the to the talk? Like, say, for instance, if they've invited you in to Wyoming to speak on astrophysics next week, what would you do in terms of preparation? Definitely start off with something to make them laugh. Charm is always, charm has gotten me through school. Okay, okay. <laughs> So I always try to use charm first, mm-hmm. try to say something, crack a joke maybe, okay. like a professional joke where it's like a ha-ha clever to kind of loosen whatever tension that I might feel within myself. Okay. And then after that, basically just go forward. It all depends on the crowd. If I'm talking right. to a crowd of professionals with PhDs, I need to make sure I know all the right words to okay. say. Okay. As opposed to just talking to everyday people, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> knowing what to say to them too. Right, right. Wow, that's amazing. Because I was, uh, I was at a graduation last week, and uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Andrew Young, but Andrew Young was a very integral part of the civil rights movement back in the '60s. He walked arm in arm with Martin Luther King and Selma, and uh, he's about, I think he's about 83 years old now. And uh, he gave the commencement speech at this particular graduation. And the first thing out his mouth was, it's hard being a pimp. You know, and like you said, <laughs> you know, you got to say something that gets the audience. And, and that's the right that's the right means of doing so by telling a joke or saying something that, you know, is going to garner their attention because everybody there because it took him like, you know, uh, two or three minutes to get out his seat and even come to the stage, you know, and then for that to come out of his mouth, everybody was just so amazed. But he went <laughs> on to talk about how, you know, uh, college students are pimping their parents for money. You know what I mean? And, and, and now has come the time when you guys got to stop pimping and make money on your own, you know, but it got everybody's attention, you know, and that's a very integral part of, of, of whatever it is that you're going to be talking about. You want people to pay attention to you from the beginning, you know, and then to hold their attention, you're going to do things like you're talking about, you know, sound knowledgeable about your subject and be able to iterate it to them in a way that they can understand. So you, you got something going on, young lady, for 19 years old. This is stuff, the things that I talk about, you know, I've learned 
happened over, you know, decades. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and you ain't even been al- alive, but almost two decades. Right. And you got all that wisdom. That's um, amazing. Just, when you're introduced as Kamasia Bell, uh-huh. I already have to come to the stage talking about something. Because <laughs> I'll sit there and be confused about what my name is okay. for 30 minutes. <laughs> right. So I kind of break that tension of uh-huh. Kamasia Bell. Let me go ahead and just have something to say real good so that you're not sitting here stuck on my name. <laughs> figure out how to spell it and what it means. Exactly, exactly. So uh, in terms of uh, what it is that you're doing right now and how you see that as a road to where it is that you want to be, how do you feel about your progress up to this point? I think when I really take the time, like now, and to talk about it, uh-huh. and the list goes on, it's literally like I have done a few things in life. I feel pretty good. Okay, okay. So it's literally I had a good start, is what I like to say. I didn't. Re- I had a good start. I had the right people around me when I needed them. So it's on. I've been given all the tools. Now it's up to me to build from where I am. Okay, okay, okay. You know, uh, I know uh, you talked about your your your, your daddy. What about your mama? What is she doing to contribute to your well-being? She literally <laughs> every family event that we are at, she uh-huh. tries to get me to say a poem Does or speech or something. Okay, I guess to kind of get me used to talking in front of people. But she's my biggest supporter. She absolutely supports everything that I do, <laughs> right. especially when it comes to speaking. Uh-huh. Because my mom is she's not a writer, so I'm like pretty much the only writer in the house. Okay, so breaking things down to her, and I tell my words I mean everything to me. It uh-huh. might just mean basic stuff. stuff words are everything so minor stuff talking in the house we'll pet we're on the expressway going to school and i'm reading the signs as if i was reporting it <laughs> or something okay. chicago loop 96th street on to 103rd every day okay. every chance that i get speaking like that and my mom also take your time make sure you sound like this make sure okay. this is right because she's you know she's my audience right 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 and she's a good audience i'm sure so so uh you're uh, you're the oldest in the house in terms of the children, right? Yes. And you got two twin sisters. Yes. What a, what a, how do they see you? How do they feel about what their big sister is doing? It wasn't until I really went away to school uh-huh. that I noticed how significant I was in their lives. Okay. They okay. had to write papers for school, and I was the, it was, I think it was like the most inspirational person to you. And they chose me, and it really made me feel like, even though they might not say it, uh-huh. but I am a huge inspiration to them and a huge role model so that was really like me okay you you got a lot to lose oh wow they're the reason that i really push forward because they're going to be 14 and they start high school in august are you serious them little girls gonna be 14 oh yes. my god <laughs> And they're already okay. coming up behind me. I'm yeah. talking about grades better than mine were. Oh, day, wow. And already super focused. One wants to be a veterinarian. The other wants to be a pediatrician. Okay. And I mean, serious. They, they're they already trying to work. Ari wants to work at a hospital. Ariel's trying to get into a, a horse's stable so they can already start their resume on what they want to do. At 14. That's beautiful. Yes. That's beautiful. Wow. You know, you said something when I was talking to you. I guess that was Monday. Uh, I, and I asked you what it was that you saw yourself as being uh, able to do. And you said that you want to be not just a, 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 an example, but an extraordinary above and beyond 
uh, uh, example for other people coming behind you to 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 uh, uh, emulate. How did you what makes you feel that that's important? You know, I mean, because we can all be role models. Some of us don't want to be like Charles Barkley said. I am not a role model, but evidently <laughs> you do. But you want to be above and beyond the normal role model. What happened in your life that 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 caused you to feel that 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 was necessary for you to do? I just literally had amazing parents. Okay. And I, the the role of being the oldest means so much to me Uh that after me, everybody I look at, okay, is a younger sibling that I want them to be better than me. So I literally do everything that I do so that my sisters can top me. Okay. So if I'm extraordinary, I want them to come and then be exceptional. Wow. So that they, okay, you pay this way for us, sissy. Now we're trying to, that's really what it is. I don't want to make it easy for them. Uh I've already been doing this. I've had an internship since I was a freshman. So it's like, okay, come on, y'all. What y'all going to do to show me that, sissy, we get you we accept the challenge and we are going to beat you to the punch oh my goodness that's beautiful that's beautiful so how do you in terms of the people that you uh relate with what do you seek in a friend what are you looking for when you when you when you you know are 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 with someone or spending spending a lot of time with a person what are you looking for in them my friends are usually much more mild-mannered than I am, okay. and that helps me be a more uh, well-rounded person. Uh-huh. I'm the very loud, outgoing friend, okay. so a lot of my friends are very shy and quiet to mm-hmm. teach me also that it's times when I need to be loud and it's times when I just need to sit back and observe. Okay, okay. So having those type of friends really balances me out. I've learned from watching them being around them, okay, this is not a time for me to be the loudest one in the room, but maybe I should sit and watch to see who's the loudest one in the room and see what they're talking about. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And if it's nonsense or if it's actually worth listening to, and then I bring out the the loudness in them, too, when they're being shy and need to <laughs> right, speak up. Right, I got you, I got you. So you're basically seeking a balance in friendship. They yes. can give you something and you can give something back to them. Yeah, yes. that's that, that's something. That's something. So what are you what are you looking to do in the next five years? What is your five year objective? Absolutely graduate from college in okay. 2018. Okay, okay. Um, have already l- paved the way for myself to where when I'm getting out of college, uh-huh. it's already a position for me, whether it's a radio station, whether it's a news station, somewhere to where I'm already being exposed and my name is already out there at the uh-huh. age of 22. Okay, okay, okay. Wow, wow. So are you considering, you know, furthering your education in terms of a master's or doctor's or something of that nature? My, are you looking to master's do? Is out of, master's is as serious to my parents as a high school diploma. Oh, my goodness. So definitely going to do what I have to do to once I get this bachelor's to be able to have the money to go straight to the master's. Okay, okay. And then my father really wants me to get the PhD. I said, what am I going to be, the doctor of communication, <laughs> Dad? <laughs> but he said, yeah. Oh, wow. Wow, he didn't hesitate either, well, right. huh? Hopefully, as long as everything is lines up properly with the finances, I will definitely like to go as far as I can go. Okay. Yet again, so that my sisters have to go the next step further, right. I can't make it easy for them. Right, right. That's amazing. You know, that's something, too, because uh, I, I, I really, this is a black talk radio show, and, and what we talk about is social commentary from an African-American perspective. And being African-American, you know as well as I do, and I'm, I know your parents, 
parents know that this is something that's relatively new to us in terms of our children being educated. You know, in, 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 in the white household for years and years and years, there wasn't even uh, uh, an issue or a conversation about how far you were going to go in school. You know, Absolutely. I mean, bachelor's degree was like, uh, it, it was a grammar school education as far as they were concerned. You got to mm-hmm. get a bachelor's. That, I mean, that's that's automatic, you know, and, and a master's was something that they had options with that, you know, but we're talking 50, 60, 100 years ago, you know, and for us it's been, it hasn't been that long, but to hear someone your age speak like that is just, uh, is just a wonderful thing to hear because of the fact that you're talking about other other people younger than yourself being able to get something from you in that regard and you're and you're putting forth a a very good example for all of our children to follow and i'm just so amazed because i in in doing this radio show i've talked to people who talk about them being the first uh generation to to graduate in their family you know from a college you know and things of that nature and today it's is really wide open and i think it's so very important for us to understand that an education and it's not just about learning uh, uh academics it's about being to interact with other people and to gain something from that interaction you know so you definitely on the right path i commend both your parents for for for, for pushing you to do what it is you're doing and i think we need to understand that from this point on you know listen to Kameja bell on this radio station you know y'all y'all kids out there you gotta go you gotta get a college degree you know what i mean if that if that's if that's what you if that's what your objective is to be of some significance in the academic realm then don't even think about anything less than a bachelor's degree don't even think about it you know it's literally like while you're in college trying to figure out how you're going to pay for your master's Uh because you're going to get it right after it's (laughs) like it's no break time it's (laughs) definitely important to even for those luckily i've had a, a strong you know family system older cousins who are my older, oldest cousin is 30 and she has her phd oh my goodness so when wow. you see that it's literally like i see the gold why would i stop here just because there are a few rocks that have fallen before me let me break these rocks down so i can continue to go towards the gold it's I'll literally having it in yourself to say i'm going to do this i am going to be better uh-huh, uh-huh. and i'm going to make it so that somebody else can be the best behind me right exactly you know i i man i'm i'm just i'm i'm amazed i'm 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 i feel very good about it you know because i'm i'm a guy kameja i need to tell you that i don't i don't think that everybody is 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 going to college or that everybody is prepared to go to college but i do know for a fact that if that's anywhere in your agenda then you should go 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 about doing it you know if that's anywhere in how you feel that you'll be able to contribute something to this world of ours i think you definitely should pursue it and i'm proud of you for doing so you know and as i said i commend both your parents and your little sisters you know for pushing you because whether you know it or not they're pushing you as well you know and that's a beautiful thing listen i you know i we this is a half hour show and our little half hour is up and i so appreciate you know you taking your time out to talk with us and to get a little practice in for your radio or television show you know what i'm saying and what i'm going to do is uh i'm going to take this broadcast and record it and uh, i'm going to send it to you via your email okay so you get an opportunity because i think everybody that you're affiliated with needs to hear this because you did a wonderful wonderful job and i'm just proud to know you 
Just proud thank to know you. Thank you so very much. Oh, no, thank you. And I and if you got want to send a shout-out to somebody, and after the shout-out, I'd like for you to leave some parting words to the people who are listening to this show. Well, definitely to my family, um, my parents, my sisters, my friends, um, all of my mentors who have been there for me, Mother Macaulay High School, because <laughs> Macaulay has really made me who I am, and also the Link Unlimited Scholars, the scholarship that I had in high school that really helped to make me be this just amazing, outgoing person and definitely teaching me to be determined and to have drive. Okay, okay. And what about a little bit of advice for, 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 for these folks? It will not be easy, but it will definitely be worth it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and that just came off the top of your head, didn't it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that sums up the freshman year of college. <laughs> okay. Okay, Kameja, I'm, I'm going to talk to you later, but I know, you know, uh, a few years from now, I'm going to see your name. I know I'm going to see your name. Absolutely. And I'm going to see that. I oh. definitely do. <laughs> all right. All right. You take care of yourself, and we're going to talk, okay? You too. All right. Thank you so much. Oh, no problem. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This is Calvin, and you're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. You've accessed the Black Talk radio show, and we're bringing you bits of social commentary from an African-American perspective. What I need to let you know is that the views and opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this show and others, please log on to KUCI.org. What we're going to do, you guys, you know, uh, the second half, some of you don't know, but I'm going to tell you now that for the second half, we got a blog coming up, uh, my latest blog, and it's entitled 911-911 or Right Now. And that's what we're going to be discussing in just a couple of seconds. So you guys hold on and we'll be right back. Okay, we're back, y'all. And again, this is Calvin at KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. For those those of you who missed it, you, you missed it. Uh, Kameja Bell, uh, sophomore from Ball State University in Muncie, Indiana, was on. And uh, she's pursuing a career in broadcasting. And she's also dabbling in uh, astrophysics, which is... Uh, uh, wow, it's it's some stuff that y'all needed to hear. And if you didn't, um, we know we're going to have her on again. And as a matter of fact, you remember that name, Kameja. That's a K apostrophe M-A-J-A, Bell, Kameja Bell, because you're definitely going to see her in the lights. Okay, um, I, what I do at this point is... Uh, Broad, I don't broadcast. Well, it will be broadcast. A blog that I've written, um, and this particular one is called nine one one nine eleven or right now. So what I'm going to do right now is give you an opportunity to listen to it, and then we're going to come right back and do a little discussion. So here's the blog. 
titled 911, 9-11, or Right Now. Reportedly, the first ever 911 call was placed in 1968, and it was a testing of the efficiency of the system. The first 911 call I was ever affiliated with was placed in 1974, and it was placed from a public phone booth near Chicago's Dearborn Housing Projects to the city's police department and was my cousin's response to me experiencing a heroin overdose. Reportedly, he called 911 two times between three-minute intervals, and it was not until the third call when he announced that a white caseworker was unconscious in a black housing project that an ambulance arrived almost immediately. In 2001, when the Twin Tower incident 9-11 occurred, I was in the 73-story Detroit Marriott, which is in very close proximity to Dearborn, Michigan, which has the largest Arab-American population in the United States. After returning from an immediately canceled conference about 10 o'clock that morning, a note had been slipped under my hotel door informing me that I could stay that night but that there would be no hotel service or staff available. I decided to stay, even though everybody that didn't live there was leaving by taxi, rental car, boat, or plane to get away from the preconceived danger. The last 911 that I was involved in occurred in 2012, right here in Long Beach, California. About 3 a.m. one morning, our dog Coco started barking, and my wife Nicole and I got out of bed to witness a man using all the effort he could muster to open our locked door. While Nicole inexplicably conversed with the 911 operator, I held the doorknob and used every ounce of strength I had to offset the pressure that this much larger individual was applying to the wooden door frame. One police car finally arrived, then another, but the two police officers stood outside their vehicles with flashlights drawn and waited until there was a total of four officers before they even approached the assailant. What I garnered from these three experiences is one, illegal drug use is hazardous to your health. Two, a response should not be entirely based on a group of people's ethnicity or what another group of people think they might do. And three, don't expect others to adequately serve and protect just because they wear uniforms that say they will. Unexpected circumstances are going to take place, yet how we respond is not always dependent on the initial situation because there might be other factors and other people over whom we have no control. What we can do nonetheless is prepare ourselves for whatever might take place. Although I have no regrets toward how I responded in the past, I know that it is imperative that I focus on right now and do what I can to be prepared for what might happen later. What I'm doing along those lines is simply trying to be a better person today than I was yesterday. I'm paying more attention to what I'm doing rather than what's being done. In that way, if a 911 situation materializes, I don't have to worry about how to react. I can just go with the flow. I'll holler. Okay. 
Um, what what happened uh, in terms of that blog? My uh, niece Tanya. Hey Tanya. Yeah, and I want y'all to know this is uh, Tanya's birth week. Uh, she's gonna. I ain't gonna tell you how old she's gonna be, but on May the sixteenth, she's gonna add another year to her life. And uh, May sixteenth today is Wednesday. Thursday, Friday, Saturday is her birthday. So, Tanya, if you're listening, happy, happy birthday. Yeah, I was reading a book. Uh, the book is called Incognito, and it's by a guy named Frank Wilderson III. And in this particular book, he talks about how the incident that happened uh, in 2001, the 911, the 911 incident, changed people, you know, to a great degree. And uh, and a lot of the people that were um, antagonists in terms of the uh, of the government, you know, a lot of people felt that the government wasn't doing what it should be doing uh, in terms of the situations that were occurring in this country. Uh, they became more uh, patriotic as a result of 911. And uh, the fact of the matter is, is that it's just so amazing to me. I, you know, having having read that, what I thought about automatically was the fact that, you know, we we wait till things happen before we do something about ourselves. You know, and my sense is that why wait for something to happen before we respond? You know, it's been said that we're, uh, you know, a crisis oriented people that until something happens, we're not going to do anything, you know? And I think the, the objective should be to prepare ourselves for something that might happen rather than respond to it when it happens, you know? And that's basically what this blog is about. And I've been, as I mentioned in the blog, in some situations where I, you know, I wish I had been better prepared to deal with the situation. Uh, uh, but I now understand that uh, in order to deal with situations, we have to prepare ourselves to be able to. Um, speaking of that, that 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 first 911 incident that I uh, uh, um, experienced, um, it was in a, you know, it was in the in the in the projects of, of Chicago, the Dearborn Homes. And uh, I had had uh, my cousin and I uh, had purchased some drugs and we uh, um, injected them in the in the building itself. And when I came out or when we came out, uh, I passed out. I, you know, I had had done too much and he poured water on me and all kinds of things trying to revive me, bring me back around. And it didn't happen. And both of us were caseworkers at the time. Um, and uh, so um, he couldn't revive me, so he, he went to the phone and he called nine one one and it, and according to him, it took some time, um, and nobody responded. He didn't hear an ambulance, police car, any, none of that. And so he called again and waited, a, a, you know, for for some time. Nothing happened. And then he called back and told the nine one one operator that there was a white caseworker that was in Dearborn Homes, which was a black project, and that he had passed out. And uh, and immediately he said the, the 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 police and ambulance arrived. You know, now there's nothing that that I can do about that. What I can speak on, you know, is the fact that that's uh, a common not only back then in in 1968, but still common today. Where depending on where you're located in the city of Chicago, and I'm sure it's happening all over the the country, you know, or and the world, you know, depending on where you're located, your zip code will determine how long it takes to police to respond you know and uh, uh but there's nothing that i can do about that you know there's nothing i can do about that but as i said at the end of the block you know i don't have to get high you know what i'm saying and then i won't have to experience that 
you know, and I'm just so grateful because that 911 was the first time that I had over ever OD'd, and I I did that happened to me a number of times after that, and and a lot of other things that that uh, were uh, uh, a result of my my drug use, you know. And I'm just so grateful, you know, to to uh, the grace of God that I'm still here, you know, and and that those 911 incidents uh, were not uh, uh, fatal to me. You know, and then I, I spoke about the, the incident in, in 2001 uh, that occurred. I was uh, I had to stop getting high, of course, you know, and I was a, a delegate for my for the union of, at, at, at Ford Motor Company. And we were at a conference in Detroit and uh, there there's a, a, a place called the Renaissance Center. And I think GM, I don't know if they still own the buildings, but they they used to own the buildings, but they're twin towers, you know, and the sense was when the when the when the incident occurred, the sense was that these are very these are the tallest buildings in the city of Detroit. And also there's a population of Arab Americans who were blamed for the incident. And we really today don't know what really happened. All we have is people's stories of what happened. But the fact of the matter is that these Arab Americans are living in this area, the largest concentration of Arab America's Americans in the United States are living in close proximity to this hotel. So people are frightened that since they feel that they are the ones who who bombed the, 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 the World Trade Center or the Twin Towers in New York, that they might do the same thing in Detroit, you know. And so everybody was ready to leave uh, with the exception of me. And so people are, 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 are definitely frightened, you know, but I was at a point in, in my life where I thought about the fact that there's really nothing I can do to control the situation. You know, whatever is going to happen is going to happen. So I'm not going to get out there and flee like everybody else. And believe me, you guys, it was a mess. I mean, not well, it was a mess for the people trying to get out. It wasn't a mess for the used car dealers, you know, because they sold more cars that day than they had sold in the entire year for the most part, you know, and the taxi cabs were driving, you know, from Detroit to, to, to the, to the neighboring suburbs and, 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 and that kind of thing. Uh, one of the people that went there with me lived in Gary, Indiana, which is usually a three to four hour drive. And it took her eight hours to get home, you know, and, uh, people were, you know, were lining up at the, at the, uh, uh, airport and, and that kind of thing. Everybody trying to get out of there because they were so frightened, but it was all because of a preconceived notion that, 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 that Arabs had bombed the world trade center and they could possibly bomb this hotel or this area and people wanted to leave and as i said at the end of the blog you know i think it's uh not conducive to our own state of mind in terms of believing something that we hear that comes from the 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 perspective of someone else who really doesn't know what the situation is you know and so why should i respond to someone else's opinion of a group of people you know dependent you know looking at their ethnicity and just assuming that they're going to cause harm to other people you know it's just not right and uh we all know that that happens all the time that racial profiling and things of that nature is is common you know but to respond to it in a manner where you're jeopardizing really your own well-being and peace of mind for me at that point you know it was unnecessary you know i'll just stay here and deal with whatever happens now, in terms of the third situation, uh, that that incident and in, in, in Long Beach, I'm, uh, you know, like my wife and I are in the bed and the dog starts barking three o'clock in the morning and we get up and there's this guy and he's turning 
trying turn actually literally turning the doorknob that's locked. You know, the door is locked and he's literally turning it, trying to get into the house. And I mean, he's sweating and, 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 and that kind of thing at three o'clock in the morning. And I'm hollering at him. What do you want? And he's telling me, you know me. Let me in. Let me in. You know, and my wife is on the phone and the, and the 911 operator is asking her all kinds of questions like your license. You know, do you have a license? What is your you know, your your, your address? What is your you know, your license number? Uh, you know, things. I mean, you know, what's your mama's maiden name? I mean, just crazy stuff. And 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 she sees her husband struggling, and she's trying to facilitate this conversation on the phone so we can get some help. So finally, whoever this person is on the other end, evidently, you know, uh, gets the 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 uh, uh, signal to the to the, the police department. Um, and one police squad car pulls up, you know, she's looking out the one. She said, there's the police. And I'm, you know, I'm still struggling with this guy. Mind you, he's still trying to get in. And, and, and so she, uh, the police officer gets out of the car and, and, and Nicole is saying, what, what, what's going on? He's just standing there. And then she said, well, here comes another one. And then the other one pulls up and she said, he, he's standing there, you know, and they got their flashlights out and I'm like still struggling with this guy trying to get in my house. You know, and then later on, a, a couple more squad cars come, and now it's four policemen, and now they approach this guy, you know, and they and they try to mace him, and he doesn't respond to the mace. You know, he's still struggling, and finally they take out their nightclubs, and they, you know, uh, beat him into submission, you know. But all this time, I mean, and, and it probably wasn't the hour that I felt that it was, but it was too long for them to be standing there watching me trying to struggle against this guy trying to break into my house you know it was it was just absurd to me but the fact of the matter is that 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 that's what happened you know but i wasn't you know what i i you know i'm just saying right now you know that i wasn't prepared for that situation but the way that it was handled was the only way that it could be handled and i'm just so grateful that the you know nicole and myself were able to to offset the situation because we weren't getting any help from outside for you know for a few minutes you know what i mean and so as a result of of that you know and as, as a result of 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 hearing about how we respond to things and then we become changed persons you, you know it's definitely a fact you know that all these incidents that i've talked about the three of these incidents that i've talked about have definitely changed me in regard to the way that i see that i view things and the way that i uh, am going to respond to things but what i've come up with is the fact that why why try to uh uh resp why try to respond to stuff in a manner where you have to you know come to some type of uh, uh place in your in your uh in this particular scenario where you have to navigate what it is that you need to do you know why can't this be second nature because the fact of the matter is there a situation might arise and emergency situations aren't are necessarily as serious as the ones i'm talking about you know, and the thing is, is that, I, as I've said, I think we have to prepare ourselves for situations like this. 911 emergencies, 911 emergencies, or just regular situations that we are not expecting. And I believe, as I expressed, that the way that we do this is to work on us. You know, work on ourselves, work on our personal lives, the way that we view things, the way that we uh, 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 respond to other people and, and, and how they view things. And the fact of the matter is, 
for me anyway, is that whatever anybody says about anything, it's basically an opinion. You know, that's the way you feel about it. I'm not going to take what you say at face value just because you have a doctor's degree, you know, or, or you're a, a, a police officer or an attorney or whatever the case might be. You know, I'm going to take it at, at, you know, based on what it is that I know, not about that particular arena, but about myself, you know, and how do I learn more about myself other than to be with myself, to spend time with myself and trying to better myself. I think that's the, the major objective that 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 we look at, at least it's the objective that I look at, trying to be better today than I was yesterday, trying to look at things from a from a perspective of of, of love rather than a perspective of who knows what or who's the smartest or who has the most uh, uh, information and that kind of thing, you know, and I think that's important. Like Kamaja and I were talking about uh, school, you know, at the at the beginning of the show, the first half of the show, we we're talking about how important education is. And she was talking about uh, things in terms of how it is that she interacts with people in terms of her speaking and that kind of thing. And 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 looking at like uh, uh, an example she gave was, uh, you know, she might have uh, 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 some physicists that she's talking to and she has to talk to them like she knows what she's talking about. She has to know what she's talking about. On the other hand, she might be talking to some regular everyday people like myself and she wants to convey this same information to them, then she does it in a different manner. But the fact of the matter is, she's not going to wait until that happens, you know, she's going to prepare herself for that before it occurs, you know, and I and that's my major uh, uh, objective here. My major theme here is that we prepare ourselves before something happens. And in that way, we'll be prepared when it happens, you know, because things are definitely going to happen all the time is just the nature of the beast, you know, and uh, the objective is, as far as I'm concerned, is to be ready when it does. And again, um, I, I, there's, there's a song, I love you more today than yesterday, Hamilton Bohannon. I love that song, you know, and I think it speaks volumes to what it is that I'm trying to convey here. And that is, uh, you know, to, to, to love yourself to the point where I'm going to do everything that I can to be all that I can be. You know, I heard a guy say once, uh, that, you know, um, uh, don't worry about what it is that's expected of you. Just give it all that you have, you know, and and in order to do that, we have to prepare ourselves for the time when we can be giving uh, uh, of ourselves to other people. And the preparation for that, as far as I'm concerned, is being better today than I was yesterday. Um, and I, you know, I'm just, I'm just grateful for everything that, that, that has happened to me in my life. I'm grateful for the things that are happening to me every day. You know, I'm especially grateful for understanding that everything is going to be, you know, there's nothing that I can do to change anything but Calvin, you know, and, 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 and changing Calvin can change the way things appear to me. You know what I mean? And 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 this 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 particular blog, nine one one nine eleven, or right now, I just want you guys to know that my focus is on right now. You know, I'm not gonna change when something happens. You know, I'm gonna be in the process of of of, of, of being better than I was before on a regular every day, every minute basis, you know, and uh, for me, it's a beautiful thing because in spite of all the things that are going on in this world, you know, it's still a beautiful world. 
uh, I, I, you know, I, I, I just thank you guys so much for listening to me. And uh, as uh, I asked Kameja, our guest at the first half, you know, when did she when did she start talking so much? You know, um, uh, because it, it, it resonated with me, you know, just hearing her, because this is something, y'all, that I, I, I don't know when I start. I'm going to have to ask my mama, but I love running my mouth. So I hope that you guys got something out of what it is that I've said today. And uh, again, I appreciate uh, you tuning in and listening. Uh, I just want to let you know that there's another guy coming on and uh, his name is Israel Medina. And uh, he's going to be bringing you. Uh, a show that you really gonna be interested in and it's from six to eight and it's called galactic soup and what he's going to be bringing you is music literature film video games and more than that he's going to be bringing mayhem so you guys stay tuned for israel medina from six to eight p.m right here on kuci 88.9 fm and as always in parting i holler <laughs>